Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the podcast Impossible Until Possible. First and foremost, I do want to apologize to the regular listeners. I have been away for a while. I've been very busy and uh, just haven't had the time to put a podcast together. So I do apologize. I have had many of you reaching out to me asking when the next episode is going to be released. So here we go. Um, I think, you know, when we are entrepreneurs and, and business owners, um, we, we're constantly looking for opportunity. And we're also looking for new ways, I guess, to add revenue streams to the existing businesses. And at times pivot, especially when, you know, uh, industries are either suffering or times become tough or, or maybe just things just aren't working um, anymore. So for me, that's... Um, what I've been doing, I um, about a year and a half ago, I had um, a vision of expanding the real estate side of things in Dubai. I think for me, um, a real estate agency in the UK doesn't really pay the bills uh, for the amount of commission that you get, unless obviously you're dealing in very high-end property in high-end areas. But in Dubai, it works a bit differently. Uh, there's a lot more commission on the table. And with the booming industry that's going on out here, um, there's a lot of off-plan developments, uh, which I want to talk about today. And I saw it as an opportunity to expand um, the business out here, create an additional revenue stream or few revenue streams. Because we were constantly getting asked as well, you know, by short-term rental clients, um, you know, there's been a bit of a shift here from short-term renting to long-term renting because the prices have gone up so much for um, your standard 12-month contracts due to the influx of many nationalities, uh, particularly the Russians and the Chinese, as their countries are either coming out of uh, serious lockdowns or obviously, uh, unfortunately, uh, at war, which is driving a lot of people out of Russia, uh, which is very sad. Um, and, you know, it, it, it's not great for them, but they can only go pretty much two or three places in the world and, and Dubai is one of them. So um, naturally, a lot of them have flocked here and they need accommodation. So um, that is seeing the, the house prices rise and also it is seeing the, the sale uh, prices uh, rise as well as a lot of these, um, you know, Russians look to move their money over here and, um, you know, invest. So there's many reasons um, why the economy here is, is booming when the rest of the world seems to be uh, on a downward spiral. Um, and I, th- and I, th- I do think that is, that is one of them. I think the continued growth. I think also the, um, the market here has always been a bit undervalued. I think, um, you know, it's leaps and bounds ahead of, you know, places like London, um, yet it was uh, massively underpriced compared to places like London. And when I say that, obviously London's been around for a very long period of time. Um, but I think here um, there's more of a luxury element. Um, there's more to offer uh, on a day-to-day basis. And obviously the um, economic stability here is now starting to really stabilise, whereas in previous years, um, the real estate market's been up and down. And um, you can see why, because it wasn't regulated as well as, you know, say, UK, Canada, USA, um, you know, the sort of, um, you know, uh, more established economies. And therefore, you had developers, you know, running off with people's money, you had buildings not being getting built, um, you know, and there was a lot of uncertainty and a lack of trust. You know, I talk about trust all the time. And um, that is one of the reasons why this market 
um, you know, was so volatile. But the Dubai Land Department have, have put a lot of good work into um, their processes. They have obviously listened to a lot of um, uh, expats from, you know, those type of countries that are established and, and they've really improved the way they do things. So much so that it is far far better than the UK now. You know, you can complete a cash-to-cash transaction in less than 20 days. Um, You know, you can get a mortgage in 15 days. The process is so quick. It's all on apps. It's all done online. Um, They've got, you know, strict advertising permits. Um, You know, there's there's so many uh, great things that I think the UK could learn from what's been done here in kind of a a modern way uh, to improve their legal process uh, or their, their house buying process or even the renting process, to be fair. Um, but that in itself um, has created an opportunity for for myself and I, something I wanted to do about a year and a half ago but didn't do it. Um, but I've decided, you know, we, we have. So the last three, four months we've been putting it all together and getting it started and, um, and you know, we're off the ground running, as they say. So... The reason I did it was we got a lot of inquiries through our website, uh, lukestage.com, um, you know, for the property management side of stuff. And not everyone wanted short-term rental property management. Uh, some of them just wanted, you know, long-term property management. Some people want to sell their properties. Um, you know, so there was various inquiries that we were getting, which we couldn't we couldn't facilitate. So um, I decided to get the trade license so that we can operate and get fully set up and um, and kind of move into that that space. Um, it is like starting a new business. Um, there's no getting away from that. It is, you know, it's the same industry, but different, um, you know, very competitive, uh, different marketing skills required, um, different lead generation skills required, and obviously a different sales process required. So, um, you know, it is about uh, learning new things, getting educated. You know, I'm a big fan of getting educated. So I personally went on, you know, a four or five day training course, um, which is very intense, but give me, um, you know, probably 95% of the information that I need to execute. Um, and then from then, uh, I've been recruiting agents and also putting them through the same sort of training uh, to get them up to speed and get them, um, you know, uh, off the mark as quick as we possibly can so we can, you know, start earning the commissions from, from the hard work. I also see this as um, I like businesses that complement one another. So uh, for me, uh, the the short-term rental side of things is still, you know, a very big part of what we do, uh, both in the UK and Dubai. Um, and this will complement because, you know, we're going to get, and we already are, you know, landlords inquiring for rentals to for us to rent. But if we cannot find them a tenant or if we feel like it's a good fit for us, we will take on a rent-to-rent agreement or we will uh, look to offer their management if the figures are good and maybe they want to have a bit more flexibility rather than having um, uh, an Ajari tenant, as it's called out here in Dubai. So for me, the the, the mix of it all um, will help us actually grow the short-term rental side of the business. And that was, again, one of the driving factors in, you know, getting my head down and, and getting this over the line and, and getting it all fully set up and sorted. So, um, you know, in the long term, not only we're we going to be bringing in different revenue streams, which will help protect against the seasonality of not only Dubai but the UK. You know, I think the short-term rental game is great. Um, you know, obviously, I'm, it's my it's my favorite property strategy, um, but it is very seasonal. And I think over the last uh, winter, uh, in particular, we've seen a very bad winter, and um, a lot of people have suffered financially. 
um, you know, and, and had to readjust and restructure. And, you know, I am I, I, the first to admit, you know, that we've had to do the same as well. You know, we were not immune from, you know, what's gone on in, in the winter. Um, thankfully, we had um, a lot of good stock that we own uh, with some, you know, good contracts that we've had in there for quite some time, um, you know, to be able to, to ride out the storm. And I think anybody that was just relying on kind of Airbnb and booking.com, etc., I think will have struggled massively because, you know, occupancies uh, were down, rates were down. And, um, you know, I think I, I've, I've talked about, you know, plenty. Um, we've got to be getting direct bookings. You know, we've got to be running at, you know, 65% plus direct booking game uh, to survive in this industry, if not higher. So that for me um, protected the business. And that's um, because of a lot of hard work gone in for the, you know, two, three years beforehand to get to that point. Um, but the the seasonality fluctuations, you know, in Dubai uh, in the summer, uh, like like pretty much from now until September, it goes very quiet because of the heat. Having said that, this year it is a lot busier than it was last year due to the influx of um, particularly the Russians, and you know they can't really go anywhere. Um, they have very limited choices, so they uh, are more than likely gonna or not all, but obviously a percentage will just hang around. Plus, Dubai is a bit of a busier place at the minute. There's a lot more expats coming over here for work so you know obviously they can't just disappear for three months so um it's not as bad this year uh, touch wood but um so far but obviously the seasonalities of this short-term rental business i think wherever you are in the world you're going to get a down season uh so the idea of adding a revenue stream to keep bringing cash influx into the business during those down seasons was something that i welcomed and um i felt like it was the right opportunity to go for and i would encourage um, you know, others and, and the listeners to, to look at doing something similar. Um, you know, I'm not saying set up a, a full real estate brokerage, but, um, you know, maybe just have a think about what other revenue streams would complement your short-term rental business, but also, um, you know, make sure that it stabilizes it through, you know, the down seasons, the winter for the UK, obviously the summer months for here, and, you know, depending on where else you operate in the world, um, will depend on when your seasons are. So the, the idea is that by having a full service offering uh you're going to be able to capture more of the market now the i guess alert that we need to be aware of is that you do not want to spread yourself too thin um you know i've talked about this many times where i feel like i should never have expanded outside of the northeast i felt like going uk wide uh, we spread ourselves too thin we became inefficient in our operations we ended up having to have more staff um, than we uh, really needed because of the inefficiencies, which ultimately increased the, the cost basis and reduced the profitability. So for me, um, you've got to be mindful. And I've obviously learned that lesson of stretching yourself too thin, uh, which is kind of why I've been a bit off the grid the last um, you know couple of months, because I've just had to really knuckle down and make sure that um, you know, I'm not spreading myself too thin to be able to execute and get this um, new venture off the ground. So um, you know, one thing is go for it, uh, for sure. Definitely, you know, take any opportunity that you can, but just make sure it's not going to be a distractor to the other business. So obviously my core business is my short-term rental business. Uh, before 
launching the new real estate brokerage because I knew I'm, I, I am going to have had to, which I already have, and going forward for the next probably six to eight months, going to have to invest a hell of a lot of time into that business over and above the short-term rental business. I had to bring certain people into my short-term rental business first to make sure that they were fully up to speed and could take over um, the almost running of that business so that I could focus solely on the other business. And that's a lesson that I learned from um, spreading myself too thin previously and seeing the consequences of your core business suffering because you have spread yourself too thin. So that would be my only kind of um, word of warning for anybody that is wanting to diversify into other things. Don't, um, because naturally as you're focusing on one thing, another thing you will lose your focus on and you know that would then uh, diminish the result on that front unless you have the right people in place at all times. So you know, good people in the right place will, will drive any business forward but no one's going to look after your business. No one's going to look after your money as well as you do. And the minute you take your eye off the ball, then you will naturally start to see that that, that those results decline, that profitability declines. So um, go for it. Obviously, um, opportunity is out there. Um, you know, I think we've got so much opportunity, um, you know, in, in Dubai right now and in the UK. I think there's some, you know, some great BRR projects we've been picking up lately. Um, plenty of that kind of coming back into the market, into the auction to, you know, get them below market value, get them developed and then get them run as SAs. Um, for me, that is the best strategy uh, in the property game and something that I'm going to look to execute out here as well. We're gonna, we've already started looking at, um, you know, the inquiries that we're getting through, plus um, stuff that I'm identifying to be able to buy, refurbish and obviously refinance them, run them as, as holiday homes. So um, the strategy works everywhere. Uh, it's just about finding the right stock, buying it at the right price and making sure that you're getting your uplift values correct. Um, but yeah, I mean, listen, there's so many different plates you can spin in this property game. You just got to figure out, I guess, what you want at the end of the day and then kind of work your plan backwards. You know, if you're just happy with your short term rentals and you can ride the seasonalities and, you know, it's bringing in enough income for you then happy days, continue doing that, continue to, you know, modernize your properties, keep on top of, you know, guests and, you know, make sure that it's working for you long term because the game is constantly changing. I was saying to one of my franchisees, actually, yesterday that this game changes nearly every year like every year it pretty much changes and um, we've got to be able to adapt we've got to be able to be you know seeing what what's happening and try and stay ahead of the competition so you know if that is your gig and you want to stay in that gig and only that gig then just make sure you become the best at it um you know and then you will be able to ride the seasonalities you'll be able to make you know the profit that you need to make and and happy days if you know you're a bit like myself and um nothing's ever enough and that's unfortunately the way i am designed uh, no matter how much i've got and whatever targets i i sort of say yeah when i get there that's going to be that and then i get there and it's like okay well we've got there so let's go again um you know, I always am looking at opportunity. I always uh, feel like I can do more. I always feel like I can take more on my plate, um, you know, and, and kind of that's the decisions behind where where I've led to today and ultimately uh, where we're going to go uh, going forward in terms of um, the business and, you know, becoming kind of a, a full-service real estate company. Here, I'd like to say that... Um, you know, my, my vision is on expanding further in the Middle East. I do see the Middle East as a, a great area to um, have a business right now and probably for the next decade uh, versus many other countries in the world. Um, I have looked at other destinations uh, to set up uh, USA, 
uh, Bali, Thailand, um, you know, but ultimately I feel like we can do and achieve what we need to achieve in the Middle East, um, possibly stretching to Saudi next in terms of the full real estate offering as well, um, as that continues to grow as a country and follow uh, in modernizing uh, what they're doing like like Dubai have done previously. Um, you know, I think that's definitely on the watch list uh, and not anytime soon, but you know, next, next three to five years, I do think Saudi's gonna really become a place to be. Um, and ultimately then it's gonna attract tourism and obviously holiday homes is gonna be a big thing there. Um, as well as obviously the contractor gigs with all the projects that are going on there, they're gonna need uh, people, you know, flying in to be able to uh, fulfill these projects for them. So. Uh, definitely want to watch, but um, yeah, keep, keep uh, you know, whatever you're doing. Uh, it's always good to, I think, share and give you a different perspective on things, give you an update of what's been going on. And, you know, hopefully it'll get you thinking and, and maybe uh, help you create another revenue stream, you know, and add a bit more profitability to your business or even just think, okay, that's not for me and just stabilize and make sure that the business that you've got is as profitable and efficient as you can be. As always, thank you for listening. And please, please, please um, subscribe. It does help the algorithms. Uh, like, share, comment. Um, I appreciate everything that everyone does and all your comments and all your messages. And I do apologize for being away. I'll try not to leave it as long next time.